Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Adam. Welcome to Sound Sleep. I'd love to take a moment and thank each of you for listening. In just a few short weeks, you've already downloaded Sound Sleep over 4,000 times. Thank you so so much. If you love this podcast, you could help support it by simply leaving a positive rating and review if you haven't yet. Also, if you would like to receive early access ad-free episodes and exclusive content, then consider subscribing to the show. You can learn more about that in the show notes. So it's really exciting for me to see the numbers grow, but it's even better when I hear directly from you. So please, if you'd like to send me a message, you can see the show notes for links to do that. Recently, Jan sent me a DM on Instagram and asked if I would read Jack and the Beanstalk. So Jan, thanks so much for listening. This week's episode is dedicated to you. Thanks again to everyone. I wish you all a rejuvenating, sound sleep. Did you know music triggers the release of dopamine, a hormone released during pleasurable activities like eating, exercise, and sex. This release can boost good feelings at bedtime and address pain, another common cause of sleep issues. Physical and psychological responses to music are effective in reducing both acute and chronic physical pain. The music in this episode was made specifically for us, using methods to promote deep sleep. I hope you enjoy listening.
looking for even more stories to listen to and fall asleep with, check out one of my favorites, Dreamful. Jordan has an amazing selection of the best stories and perfectly pairs them with music that she personally selects. You'll be snoozing in no time to Pride and Prejudice, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, or you could easily get hooked on her 12-part Constellation series. Check out Dreamful wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Coach Me Greg. If you're like me, you have a lot of big ideas and plans. You want to be productive and get fulfillment out of your life. And if you're like me, you may feel like sometimes you need a little help to be your best, to keep you on target and motivated so you can achieve what you set out to do. So if you're like me, well, then you should go to coachmegreg.com. I've received tremendous value from working with Greg. He's easy to talk with, and there's no judgment. I can count on him to help me find the best solution and schedule. He makes everything very easy, and I find it very helpful to have someone I can trust working with me and rooting for me as I try to get the most out of life that I can. Go to coachmegreg.com. Schedule your free consultation today. Let's settle in and prepare for a nice night's rest. Take a slow, deep breath in. Let it out. Allow your body to sink into your bed, feeling the contact with your sheets and mattress. Relax your muscles and feel the warmth of the bed all over your body. Take another deep breath in. And let it out, along with all the worry and stress from the day. None of that is needed any longer. Take one last deep breath in. And as you let it out, imagine yourself floating down deeper into your sheets, your weightless body 
ready for a peaceful night's rest. Now, as we begin our story, allow yourself to doze off easily when you are ready into a rejuvenating sound sleep. Jack and the Beanstalk Long, long ago, there lived a poor widow who had a little boy named Jack. It was not easy for her to get a living, and she was quite dependent on a cow that she owned. The cow gave a great deal of milk, some of which the woman and the little boy drank, and some of which they sold. But at such times as the cow went dry, they fared very badly. On one such occasion, the woman said sorrowfully, with tears in her eyes, I don't know what will become of us? Cheer up, mother, Jack said. I will go and get work. You are too small, his mother told him. No one would hire you. Ah well, I must take our cow to the market and sell her. So she tied a rope to the cow's horns and led her away. But she had not gone far when she met a queer-looking old man who stopped and said, Good morning, madam. Good morning to you, was her response. Where are you off to this morning? The old man asked. I am going to market to sell my cow, the woman answered. If that is the case, the old man said, I will save you the trouble of going any farther, for I will buy your cow right here. And how much will you give me for her? The woman inquired. Then the old man took a little bag from his pocket and opened it for her to look inside. But all she saw was a handful of beans. I will give you these beans in exchange for your cow. Seven, the old man told her. I would rather not make such a bargain as that, the woman said. Those beans would not be enough for one meal. Oh, they are not for you to eat, the old man exclaimed. You must plant them. They are magic beans that will bring you good luck. And they are worth much more than your cow. The woman looked again, and she saw that the beans were very curious and of many pretty colors. 
So at last she consented to take them and let the old man have the cow. But on her way home, the more she thought about what she had done, the more foolish she thought she had been. When she was back in her cottage kitchen, she poured the beans out into her hand and threw them into the fire. I can't bear the sight of them, she said. And now we shall soon starve. She thought all the beans were burned, but one of them had rolled out across the floor. The next day, as she was sweeping, she swept the little bean along without noticing it. And she might have swept it into the fireplace had not her little boy Jack seen it. He picked it up and said, I'm going to plant this bean, mother. So he took the bean out, dug a little hole near a corner of the cottage, dropped in the bean, and covered it with earth. The next morning, he found that its first leaves had pushed their way up out of the ground. On the second morning, it was as tall as he was. On the third morning, it was as high as the house. And the morning after that, it was as high as the church steeple. It kept growing so fast that its top was soon clear out of sight. Then Jack said, I'm going to climb this beanstalk. And he climbed and climbed and climbed until at last he reached the sky. There he found a strange country. Without a tree, shrub, house, or living creature anywhere in sight. He sat down on a stone to rest and said, If this is all there is up here, I may as well go back home. But while he was resting, he saw a beautiful lady coming toward him along a path that led away over a hill. As soon as she arrived where Jack was, she spoke to him, and she rose and took off his hat. I am a fairy, she said, and I want to tell you something about your father. Do you remember him? No, Jack answered. And when I ask my mother about him, she always begins to cry and will say nothing. I thought as much, the fairy said. And you will understand why your mother never speaks of him when you hear my story. He was a brave and generous knight, and the fairies were his friends, and made him many wonderful presents. But after a time, a wicked giant came to your father's castle and killed him, and carried off all the wonderful things that the fairies had given him. At the same time, the giant carried off your mother and you, who were then a little baby. He shut you both up in one of his dungeons, but at last he offered to release you and your mother on condition 
that she should never speak about her wrongs to anyone. She agreed, and he carried her to a place a great distance from where she had lived and been known before. There he left her with just money enough to rent a little cottage and buy a cow. That giant lives in the country where you are now. And if you follow this path, you will find his big castle over yonder hill. All that he has is rightfully yours. And perhaps you can contrive some way to regain possession of what he stole from your father. The fairy went on her way, and Jack, after thinking things over, concluded to have a look at the giant's castle. He walked along the path and found the castle in a valley beyond the hill. On the doorstep sat a giant woman. Night was at hand, and Jack went to the giantess and said very politely, Good evening, ma'am. Would you be so kind as to give me some supper? Is supper you want? The big woman said. It's supper you'll be if you don't move away from here. My husband is a giant, and he likes to eat little boys. But I am very hungry, Jack said, and I've had no food at all this day since early morning. Well, well, then I don't wonder that you're hungry, the giantess responded. Come along to the kitchen, and I'll see what I can find for you. She took him into the kitchen and gave him a piece of cheese and a bowl of bread and milk. He had not quite finished eating when he heard the steps of someone coming, and the whole castle trembled with the heavy footfalls. Gracious me, the giant's wife exclaimed. That's my husband. Be quick, lad, and jump into the oven or he'll catch you. She bundled Jack into the oven just as the giant came in. The big fellow looked around the room and sniffed the air. Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell fresh meat, he said. Yes, his wife responded. Today the crows brought a piece of raw flesh to the top of the house and dropped it on the roof. Ha, ha, the giant growled. I thought it was something nearer and fresher than that. But he sat down at the table, and Jack watched him through a crevice of the oven door, amazed to see what a quantity of food he ate. After he finished supper, the giant's wife cleared away the dishes and went off to bed. I'm getting a bit sleepy myself, the giant said. But I must have a look at my money. Then he opened a big chest and took out several bags of gold coins and returned to the table. He sat down, emptied a bag, and began to count the coins. 
But before he finished, he nodded off into a nap and was soon snoring with a noise like thunder. Jack then climbed out of the oven and by getting on a chair beside the table, he reached one of the bags of gold. With that in his hands, he ran as fast as he could to the beanstalk. After pausing a few moments to tie the bag of gold to his belt, he called out, Hump it and bump it, and down I go. And in a little while, he had descended to his mother's garden. A light shone from the kitchen window, and his mother was waiting for him in great anxiety. When he came in, she was overjoyed to have him back safely. They had money enough now, but Jack could not help thinking how many things the giant had that were rightfully theirs. And before long, he again climbed the beanstalk. This time, he carried some food so that he did not have to beg of the giant's wife. Near the great castle, he hid behind a rock and watched until he saw the giantess come out to the well with the pail. While she was busy filling the pail with water, he ran into the kitchen and hid in a closet. Soon, the woman brought in the water, and by and by came the giant. He began to sniff the instant he entered the kitchen. Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell fresh meat, he exclaimed. Do you? His wife said. Supposing we look around then, if there's anybody hiding here, it's likely to be in the oven. So they went to the oven, but luckily Jack was not there. Well, it's empty, the giant's wife said. And I thought it would be. I'm tired of hearing your fee-fi-fo-fum. The giant wanted to do more looking, but his wife said, No, I won't have you mussing up the house. You would turn everything you could lay your hands on topsy-turvy in your searching. I know that from experience. So sit down and eat your supper. No, I won't have you mussing up the house. You would turn everything you could lay your hands on topsy-turvy in your searching. I know that from experience. So sit down, eat your supper. That was what he did. And afterward, he called out, Wife, bring me the little speckled hen that lays the golden eggs. She brought the hen and put it on the table, saying, If you don't need me anymore, my dearie, I will go to the next room to finish some sewing I have there. No, I don't need you, the giant told her. Go along. Then he took the little hen and said, Lay. And the hen laid an egg of solid gold. The giant held the egg in his hand and looked at it for a little while. But pretty soon he fell asleep and snored so that the house shook. Jack crept out of the closet then, climbed on a chair by the table, 
grabbed the little speckled hen and ran. That frightened the hen, and she gave a cackle which woke the giant. He sat up and rubbed his eyes, and Jack, who was now at the door, heard him calling. Wife, wife, what have you done with my hen that lays the golden egg? She came hurrying to the kitchen from the next room and said, Why do you ask, my dear? But Jack kept running, and he got too far away to hear any more. In a short time, he came to the beanstalk. Hump it and bump it and down I go, he shouted. And soon he was at the foot of the beanstalk and went into the house to his mother. They took the best care of the hen, and every day Jack told her to lay, and she laid a golden egg. After a time, Jack went up the beanstalk again, and he kept going up every few days, until he had carried off pretty much all of the giant's treasures. Finally, one night, he tried to get the giant's bed quilt. The quilt was made of silk of many colors, and it was adorned with beautiful jewels. And all along the edge were little silver bells that went twinkle, twinkle, when Jack began to pull it off the bed. The giant heard the bells and called out, Who's round my house this dark, dismal night? He shouted. Jack stopped pulling and stayed as quiet as a mouse, but no sooner was the giant asleep again than Jack got the bed quilt a little farther off, and he kept on pulling at intervals until at last he had it all. Then he ran away with it, and how the bells did jingle. The giant was roused from his sleep, and he jumped up and started in hot pursuit of the lad. Jack kept on at his best speed and got to the beanstalk first. Hump it and bump it and down I go, he shouted. And he was not long in getting to his mother's garden. But the giant was climbing down the beanstalk after him, and the beanstalk was shaking beneath the monster's weight. Jack could hear the giant coming, and when he looked up, he saw the big fellow's legs just appearing through the clouds. So he hurried to the woodshed and got a hatchet and began to chop at the beanstalk. The giant felt the beanstalk quiver, and he stopped to look down to find out what was the matter. Just at that moment, Jack gave a blow with his hatchet that brought the beanstalk, giant, and all tumbling to the earth. The fall killed the giant instantly. Jack and his mother were rich people afterward to the end of their days. <laughs>